This call is being recorded. Well, good evening and uh, welcome to the uh, second edition of the uh, new era of the 3 and D podcast. My name is Sean Coleman, again joined by Justin Lewis. And uh, it's not Christmas Eve, but it is definitely a pretty anxious time as a Memphis Grizzlies fan. And uh, uh, like I say, it's a, it's a pretty opportune time for us to start off the, uh, the new era of this podcast. I'm, as always, uh, basically, we're going to take time and discuss uh, three main points and uh, uh, give our uh, details about it and uh, go from there. But this is all about the NBA trade deadline, and we're going to start out talking about the uh, the NBA in general, about the, some moves that have been made, very active trade deadline. And then we're going to get into the Grizzlies, going to talk a little bit about uh, um, all the different trade uh, candidates and uh, just uh, hit on each of them and, and give our thoughts and predictions about what will happen tomorrow. So, Justin, how are you doing tonight? Man, I'm doing good. How are you, Sean? Can't complain at all. Can't complain at all. So just just um, going to jump right into it. I mean, it has been a very active trade deadline so far, and the two things that jump out at me are publicity and lack of loyalty, I guess you could say. Um, it seems like that any deal that's talked about is not getting done, and any deal that you don't hear anything about is getting done. And you've got a lot of teams that are putting themselves together on the fly um, and I guess the third thing is, is that a lot of the action is from those teams that are trying to get into the playoffs versus those teams that are trying to better themselves that are at the top of each conference. What, what are your thoughts so far as far as the NBA in general, all the, the flurry of action that's happened? Yeah, so the the two most public signs or the two biggest uh, trades on social media uh, is the Anthony Davis to Los Angeles and this Mark Gasol and Mike Mike Conley drama that the Grizzlies are caught up in, and none of those are happened. And so all the deals that are happening are the ones that nobody hears about ahead of time until that sham or, or woge bomb hits. Um, J.A. Adonde um, had a tweet out the other day that said uh, that it's, it's the, the deals that happen in secret are the ones that, that actually go through. And uh, it's just – it's crazy that as Grizz fans were, were caught up in that uh, all of our stuff is getting out there and, and nothing's happening. We're watching these deals take place that we were hoping to get. Um, but it's what I'm finding very curious is we've seen some teams that had some playoff chance forfeit any hope of a playoff this year to build themselves for the future, like the Clippers, giving up their best player, uh, to clear cap space for next summer when they were going to be a playoff team most likely this year. Um, and then you've got the the Wizards just get dumping Otto Porter because of the uh, injury to John Wall. Um, I don't know why the Bulls are taking that deal. It's just some, some moves that are happening that are that are teams are saying, hey, it's not just good enough to make the playoffs. We need to get ready for the post-Warriors uh, dynasty, and we're, we're going to get set up now. You've got Dallas has done that. By moving Harrison Barnes to the Kings tonight, you've got um, the Clippers have done that, and it's just it is it's probably one of the most dramatic trade deadlines that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, I mean it's full of it's full of creativity, and and like you said, it's different thought processes. I mean, obviously you got your teams that are buying for right now. You know, I'm sure that Toronto will be making a move at some point. Houston's already made a move. Um, the, uh, the Lakers may make a few moves to try to get into the playoffs, but I agree completely. Teams that are even in the playoffs right now, their whole focus is is to get a jump start 
on you know the future and you know we've seen two deals tonight the harrison barnes deal to um uh, sacramento and then also the auto porter deal to the bulls i've seen a couple of twitter comments that made a lot of sense they said well if that's the price that barnes and porter are going for harris went for the for what he did which were two first two seconds and a couple of good young players from the uh the 76ers you know did the philly overpay for Harris. Well, of course, they probably paid what they did thinking they'll be able to sign him long term. Um, but I agree completely. And, and the thing is, I like the moves. I, I really do like the moves that are being made by these teams. They're really thinking forward. They're making sure that they co- they get compensated by cashing in their attractive trade offers. And that's a perfect segue right into the team that we are waiting to make a move. And that obviously um, is the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, I think that um, when we talked right before we started this, the first thing we want to hit on is the deal that didn't happen. And that was the rumored deal of Garrett Temple, um, Jermichael Green, to Houston from Marquise Chris, um, Brandon Knight, and um, Houston's 2019 first-round pick. Now, we don't know how close that deal was. There was indications it may have been offered. But um, eventually Houston moved on to a three-team deal between them, Sacramento, um, and Cleveland. And so that package went to Cleveland. But, Justin, I know you wanted to hit on this, and, and, and you had some good points. What are your thoughts? Definitely seems like a missed opportunity. Yeah, so uh, before I jump into that, Shams just dropped a bomb. Uh, the Wizards have sent Marquise Morris to the Pelicans. Um, so it's like a, a fire sale is happening in Washington uh, right now. Yeah, that that deal, that three-way trade between the Cavs um, and the Rockets and the Kings, if you're the Grizzlies, you want it in that deal um, because you get that first-round pick that that you never thought you would have gotten for Jermichael Green and Garrett Temple. Uh, you get back a, a a guy you can take a chance on and Marquise Chris to see if he's actually a prospect in the NBA. Uh, and then Brandon Knight, if he stays healthy, can be a serviceable backup point guard uh, in the NBA. But you, I, I don't know why we didn't pull the trigger if that deal was actually out there, if it was the Rockets actually weren't offering all that, uh, or if we were dragging our feet, or, or maybe they've got something up their sleeves that we just don't know about yet. Uh, somebody pointed out that we might could try to flip Temple for Markel Fultz, but I just don't see that happening. Um, I, I'm getting really nervous that we are uh, less than uh, 20 hours away from the trade deadline, and we have done absolutely nothing. And there's no other way to put it. Um, it's a damn shame. That's that that that's what it is. I. I truly feel like there's going to be a move that's made, but you know, I, I, I I'm at a loss for words right now just because it seems like even since, even before the Tyreek situation last year, it's no longer a trend. It is a it is a um, calculated behavior by the Grizzlies to where they consistently are miscalculating the value of their assets and now it has cost them the ability to be able to capitalize on obvious ways for them to improve um the franchise um jermichael green and garrett temple's 
markets are, are obviously not there. Um, I know that they may be in that category of, well, if you don't hear about it, it may happen. And that still may be the case. But there was a clear, straightforward avenue for you to get a first-round pick for two expiring contracts and a young player with the pick, and you let it go through your hands. It's just – it's gone now. And so now you've backed yourself up against the wall to where you've got to put together a Gasol trade, a Conley trade, plus try to get these guys traded as well. Obviously, all these things likely aren't going to happen. And that falls on the Grizzlies for not having the creativity and just a wherewithal to put themselves in a position to be able to be proactive and be creative and adjust to what happens. And it's it's just it's extremely frustrating. So say Fultz is off the table, Justin. Say that's not going to happen. What do you see is the likelihood of potentially Temple or um, Jermichael Green being moved in a deal? There, with all the movement that's going on, there's just not a lot of teams left in these markets. Um, maybe maybe we can attach uh, Jermichael to a Mike Conley deal in Utah and, and convince them to let go of Exum. Um, but, you know, Garrett seemed like he's a perfect fit to go to Philly or to go to Houston. They need that, that veteran presence. They need that three-point shooter, uh, wing defender, and those they've got their piece that they want that would go in, in Garrett's place. And Garrett, you would only really send him to a, to a playoff team or maybe somebody that's looking for an expiring contract. But if, if I'm the Grizzlies, if, if I had a chance even at just a second-round pick for him, take it because you're, they're going to walk it in the season. You're not going to get anything for them. I just don't know if there's anything left in the market for them to be traded for. And, yeah, that's the thing. And we'll just get straight into, um, you know, the Grizzlies' trade assets. You've got, you've, got, you've got Shelvin Mack and Joe Kim Noah. Don't see that happening. I see both of them staying with the Grizzlies. So you've got Garrett Temple. You've got Jermichael Green. You've got Mike Conley. And you've got Marcus Saul. And so let's, let's get right into Gasol. So, obviously, yesterday – um, we were put through the ringer for, la- for lack of a better word. Um, you know, there was the, sh- the, 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 the sham, I'll call them sham wows, whatever you want to call them. But obviously, sham reported it, you know, more than 24 hours ago about the talks with Charlotte. Uh, they, it's been a roller coaster ever since. Um, obviously, uh, the talks are still ongoing. There, there still has been consistent feeling that a deal does get done, but it's less of a return, even to the point of, you know, some knowledgeable folks saying, is the return even worth trading Gasol? Well, the thing about it is this, is that I group Gasol into the same group as I do um, uh, Temple and Green. I think that there's a good chance that if Gasol is with um, the Grizzlies, he stays with them, he'll go ahead and take the money. But he's someone who you need to cash in right now at the trade deadline. And my thought process is, is if you get a first-round pick in a young player, I probably would go after it. With Charlotte being the most likely destination, Justin, what is your hope? What do you see? Number one, what do you see happening tomorrow or later tonight? And what is your hope that happens? Uh, what I see happening is that the only move we make might be sending Justin Holiday to another team for a second-round pick. Um, what I hope happens is that this deal with Charlotte works out for Mark, uh, and and we get back. We take back Biombo, 
Um, I'm fine with taking that contract. And we get a first-round pick this year, unprotected, and we get Malik Monk. And, and if you're not getting that deal, then you you don't deal with Charlotte. If you're not getting a young player and a pick, then I would I would hold out um, because you don't want to take back bad contracts and there'd be nothing in it for you. Um, and with with that, no, it doesn't seem like any other team may be in the market for Mark, but with what we said at the start of the podcast is that the stuff that's not public is really what's happening. There may be something like a deal from Toronto that just slips in out of nowhere and marks in Toronto, which I think would be a really good fit for him. Um, do I think it's going to happen? No. Do I wish it would? Yes. And that's the thing that I kind of have in the back of my mind as well. Gasol, with the contract status that he has, but also with the position that he plays and the fact that he could still be effective, he seems like the most likely candidate of the Grizzlies' trade assets to where a team that's at the top of the conference could view him as an extra luxury piece to really help him out in the playoffs. So maybe they swoop in with a really good offer because a lot of these teams have draft picks that are going to be at the end of the first round. If they can offer that with the young player, it may entice the Grizzlies to, to see what's going on. But, but yeah, I agree with you. You know, I have read today that, that, that teams ha- are saying that the Grizzlies are asking for too much, that our asking prices are too high at this point in time. But a lot of these teams also think that the value that we should get back for our assets is getting rid of the bad contracts. They think that us getting rid of Conley is value enough for them to be able to take it on. And obviously the Grizzlies just don't think you know, that's the case. Um, I agree with you. I think that if you're going to trade Mark, if you don't get a clear asset for the future, it's probably not worth um, trading him. Um, I would love to get Malik Monk in a first-round pick. I don't hold out high hopes that um, Charlotte is going to offer that. But I kind of agree with you. I, I do think um, – I think at the end of the day, Mark does get traded. And I think that it is to Charlotte and that we do that we do get Monk if he's traded. I just it, – it's confusing. I know my words are contrasting there, but it, it just – it seems as if when it comes to Mark Gasol, at the end of the day, he's going to get traded. But if it's not Monk, it's going to seem disappointing. And, and that – I mean, do you value yeah, Monk for the first-round pick more? I value Monk because that first round pick is going to be a, be a late first rounder. But my thing is like you have to trade Martin. He, you he cleared out his locker. His number was taken off his locker, and he didn't fly with the team to Oklahoma City this morning. All indications point that he's being traded. But how can you bring him back to the team after what you put him through if you don't trade him? You can't have this. Would be way worse than Tyreek last season. Oh, and then that hits that. That's a very good point. You know, there was a, I believe it was Jake, Jeff Fisher from um, Sports Illustrated. He was pointing out, you know, we both commented on Twitter about it, where he was talking about, well, hey, you know, the Grizzlies and uh, Hornets have been talking for weeks. And then last night, they, they're at the finish line trying to iron out which contracts are going to be traded. But when the Grizzlies set Mark, they, they lost leverage. I don't agree with that at all. That seems to be posturing from Charlotte's situation. But I do agree with you. That is another element to all of this, is that the Grizzlies want no part of having to come back and face the backlash of how they put Mark through the ringer. 
You know, I don't know of any reports or anything like that, but I wouldn't blame Mark Gasol at all if he is frustrated with the way this has been handled, with how public the hand, with how public um, the news has been to yesterday to now. It's back and forth as to whether or something's going through. The Grizzlies have backed themselves into a corner. I don't necessarily think it affects their leverage in terms of talking with teams about Mark, but when it comes to the finish line, at this point in time. You have to trade Mark. I completely 100% agree. I'm just hoping that it leads to a return that is going to be worthwhile in the end, that you get a clear future asset. While Mark Gasol yeah, trading – go ahead. Yeah, I, I don't even know. Yeah, it's $25 million for a 34-year-old center. After what he's been through, if we don't trade him, would he actually take the player option, or would he just – cut ties at the end of the season and, and, and move on? It's a fair question. I, I I think that Gasol would have to – I think there would have to be changes. I just don't know if the market for Gasol is out there. Now, I say that. I mean, we're talking about Zach Randolph a, a little over a year ago, got two years and $12 million, and he's made um, that $12 million so far this year sitting on the bench. So it, it doesn't take that much uh, to to, to um, make up for the one-year player option. I think at the end of the day he would, but it is a legitimate question. There's no doubt that the Grizzlies' handling of this situation has certainly been more negative than positive. And that leads us to Mike Conley. Now, Mike Conley is not as dire of a situation in terms of, well, you need to trade him as Mark Gasol. Obviously, one of the reasons is we have him for two more seasons after this year – Plus, there's also some merit to the idea of if you hold on to him, we may be able to broaden uh, the amount of teams that could ask for him. Justin, what are your thoughts on what we've heard so far? What team package entices you the most? And, and how do you see the, the uh, Conley situation playing out tomorrow? Um, I think Conley is going to stay because these teams uh, – I think these teams view us as desperate and they feel like they had the leverage over us. Um, so I think we'll, at the end of the day, Conley will still be a Grizzly, which in that case, I, I believe we will end up conveying the pick to Boston, which has been the goal all season long. Let's just get off that pick now. Um, and so the only package I'm interested in is Utah. Um, I, I do not want anything to do with Detroit's package. Uh, Utah, I, I want. I like Rubio and Favors and a first, and if they can throw in another first or they throw in Exum, uh, I think Utah is, is seeing all these moves happen, and they they realize that they've got a bite now. And I think at the end of the day, they will they will put forth the package, and it may even be a three team swap where Kyle Lowry goes to to Utah and Mike goes to Toronto, and we get somebody back like uh, Daylon Wright to go with Rubio and uh, Derek Favors to make it all work out. Uh, because I know that uh, it's been reported that Lowry is fond of Quinn Snyder and Utah has coveted Lowry in the past. So you could see a, t- a three-team trade happen there. Um, but at, at the end of the day, I, I think the more likely scenario is that the Grizzlies are going to continue to overvalue a 31-year-old point guard who cannot stay healthy and uh, be stubborn and hang on to Mike Conley, which is fine. Last night was fun. They played fast without Mark. They won without Mark. And to see Mike and Jaron – uh, head up the team the rest of the season would be a lot of fun to watch. I 
There is a lot of logic and sense in what you say, and I can see it happening. I truly don't want it to happen, though. And, and, and the reason why is because the time is now to trade Conley, um, in my opinion, even more than Mark. And, and the reason why is this. We are one year off of Mike Conley having missed over 70 games because of a foot injury. He's playing at an excellent level right now. If a, tra- if a team traded for him, yes, he's owed uh, over $70 million left on his deal, but you're talking about an a, a above-average to at times elite-level point guard who you could have for three legitimate playoff runs versus waiting until the end of the season um, to just have him for two. And, and the other big thing that, that I do think people are – some people have hinted at, but if you hold on to Conley during the summer – I, it's an injury risk. There is a risk that he gets injured again and it potentially impacts his packages that could come our way. Yeah, in the summer, if you got Indiana involved, who, in my opinion, can offer some, some assets um, that, that would really be intriguing, you know, that's great. That, 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 that's wonderful. But if you could get Utah to offer Rubio favors their first plus another first or Exum, even if it takes throwing in a Jermichael Green, I do that deal, and, and I do it in a heartbeat. And the reason why yeah. that is is because you, 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 get the, you get the future assets, you get potential trade assets, or you get an expiring contract, at least in Rubio, favors could attract another team. And that's why I want this deal with Utah to happen so much. This franchise needs to move on. It needs to have an end to this era to begin the new era, and this publicity and all the talk and all the speculation, something needs to happen so it can end. It can be a relief, and that doesn't want me to sell Conley for less than he's actually worth. I just want to sell him at peak value, and I think right now is that with a very, very good chance that it will lessen in the future. You there, Justin?